Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the second quarter 2021 Von Nelson Emerging Markets Opportunities Recap Call. In the second quarter of 2021, the Von Nelson Emerging Markets Opportunity Strategy returned 8.35% gross, 8% net, and this is versus the MSCI Emerging Markets SMIDCAP Index at 10.38%, which brings the year-to-date return for the Von Nelson Emerging Markets Opportunity Strategy to 16.79% gross, 16.05% net. Again, against the MSCI Emerging Markets SMIDCAP Index at 16.3%. And with me today is Portfolio Manager Kevin Ross. And with that, Kevin, I will turn things over to you. Thanks so much, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here uh, with everyone updating on the second quarter and year-to-date trends we're experiencing. And we'll also talk about the outlook for the remainder of the second half of the year and into 2022. Recovery in financial markets continued into the second quarter for our emerging markets universe, driven by progress on vaccination rollouts and economic reopenings, improvement in economic activities, particularly on the goods and manufacturing side, and support of fiscal policies. That being said, the recovery in the services sector is lagging behind with renewed virus concerns from the Delta variant impacting travel and leisure sectors across our markets. We have seen more recently several EM countries launching new mobility restrictions. This includes South Africa, Indonesia, Thailand, and Malaysia, as well as more advanced economies including Japan and South Korea, which just in the past two weeks increased their social distancing policies which could delay the second half economic recovery. Our strategy remains underweight to Southeast Asia, which includes uh, those countries that we just mentioned, as well as the Philippines, because we are seeing so slow progress in their vaccination rollouts. In addition, the countries are showing weak credit growth and have limited capacity for aggressive fiscal response. The drag from having no international inbound travel which in the case of Thailand accounts for 12% of their GDP coming from tourism, is also impacting growth and will impede their recovery this year. We could see some opportunities to deploy capital to the Southeast Asian markets as we get closer to a full border reopening, but we don't expect that to happen until later, later into this year or more than likely into 2022. Inflation in raw materials and logistics is noted But end consumer demand is strong, and up to this point, there's not been a lot of resistance uh, to passing on the additional costs uh, given normal time lags of several months. From a portfolio standpoint, we have heard from companies across the board about supply shortages and rising raw material prices during the first and and the early uh, second quarter earnings season. This extends from agricultural commodities to industrial metals, to building products, and housing, to energy. Our focus when building the portfolio has been to own the companies that have competitive advantages and strong market positions with cost-plus pricing models so that they can maintain their margins and take market share from smaller players with more exposure to rising cost pressures. As we have mentioned in our previous quarterly communications, The firm's long leading indicators were starting to signal a potential slowdown in global economic growth. During the most recent quarter, these long and short-term leading indicators have confirmed a downturn in the growth rate. This downturn in the industrial cycle is underway globally, with China and the U.S. leading the slowdown in industrial activity. 
our internal expectations for economic growth to decline from its current unsustainably high levels, which has been driven by fiscal and monetary stimulus, and economic growth should begin to moderate into the second half of this year. As this industrial activity slows, the services side of the economy should remain healthy, uh, driven by economic reopenings and with unemployment growth accelerating and consumers continuing to reduce their excess savings rate, which they built up during the, during the COVID-19 pandemic. However, uh, should the economic slowdown become more, more pronounced, uh, the growth in the services economy may also slow, and this is a risk that we're monitoring uh, into the rest of the year and into next year. As a result of Bison Sullivan market action, we saw our weightings in the strategy in countries including India, China, Brazil, and South Africa increase during the period. Conversely, our weighting in Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Singapore were reduced relative to the first quarter. Looking at on a sector basis, our weightings in healthcare, industrials, and materials increased uh, slightly during the quarter, and we reduced, reduced our weighting in information technology, real estate, and the utility sector. The portfolio experienced another strong quarter of absolute performance while lagging a little bit behind its uh, emerging market small mid-cap benchmark. Our best-performing countries were Brazil, India, and Malaysia, and Thailand. And then the court, in, in consideration of the last two, that was driven by our underweight position in those two countries. We lagged in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Mexico, and Indonesia. In Taiwan specifically, which was a detractor of almost 200 basis points, which accounts for the majority of the underperformance during the quarter on a relative basis, the strategy suffered from an underallocation to container shipping and steel companies, which, while on the one side are experiencing record high container shipping rates and steel spreads in the short term, we do not see these elevated levels sustaining themselves for a targeted time horizon of three years particularly in light of the slowing in growth we mentioned earlier we expect over the next 18 months. Our portfolio continues to be overweight information technology and consumer discretionary, while underweight to healthcare, financial, utilities, and the defensive consumer staples sector. Thinking about the outlook, uh, if you look at our, our trading activities during the quarter, we added 12 new companies and fully exited 11 uh, during the quarter which is a busier quarter than we had during the first quarter of this year. The majority of the new names in the, in the strategy are Category A companies, which have structural growth tailwinds and self-help drivers, which can rise through any economic volatility that may come in the quarters ahead. With some risk from the coronavirus, coronavirus reducing in Brazil and India, we took advantage and added several names to the portfolio during the market sell-off experience during the early part of the quarter. In general, we think at this point in the cycle, it's becoming a bit more challenging for the Category B or undervalued asset companies uh, to be added to the strategy until we have more clarity that the economic slowdown is ending or activities are starting to reaccelerate again. Turning to the political risk front, we continue to be concerned about the rise of market-unfriendly governments in Latin America. Specifically, we saw the elections in Peru during the quarter where left-wing candidate Pedro Castillo, who's now leading in the vote count, although the official outcome is not yet to be certified, uh, is one example where the politics can cause immense volatility in the FX and equity markets. We did see in Mexico that the ruling coalition lost some seats during the midterm elections, which should make it more difficult to pass major leg legislative and constitutional reforms without the help and support of the opposition parties, and we take that as a slight positive. Moving over to Brazil, 
Bolsonaro's popularity rating remains very low, and the recent scandal that we've seen in the last few weeks related to the purchase of, of COVID-19 vaccines has caused an uptick in protests and unrest across the country, which makes us nervous ahead of an election which will take place in October of next year. We remain towards the top end of our target number of names of 60 to 80, given the attractive opportunity set and compelling valuations that we are seeing in many of our countries. Our portfolio should demonstrate improving earnings this year, given the low COVID base from last year and cost reduction programs that have been implemented to improve the medium-term profitability and margin levels. We are excited about the prospects for the portfolio for the second half of the year and believe it is well-positioned for the uncertain months ahead when the cumulative effects of what we've seen, the sizable stimulus measures, will start to be withdrawn, both in developing and emerging economies. That's all for, my, for me, and I'll turn it back to you, Dan. All right, Kevin. Well, thank you very much, and appreciate the update and, and sharing with your thoughts on, on the marketplace and what's taking, out, what's taking place out there in, in the emerging markets world. So thank you very much, and we look forward to speaking with you again at the end of the third quarter. Thank you. We look forward to connecting with you all again soon. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.